Oh, and I wanted to mention, it's interesting, because I also listen to the Russian mm-hmm. media now, because I'm trying to finish off my Russian, but I can't let go, <laughs> right? And, of course, uh, Václav Havel is not appreciated. Oh, really? By the Russian government. Mm-hmm. And I would say by public opinion, because public opinion in Russia largely supports the government. Mm. He is appreciated by people in the human rights movement, uh, the Helsinki, uh, you know, a group or whatever, and and I heard some of them interviewed on my uh, on my um, uh, Czech radio, and even on Echo Moskvi, there were people who had positives. To, in fact, one guy very sarcastically commented on the fact that Russia sent their condolences to North Korea over the death of Kim Jong Il, and they did not send condolences mm. to the Czech Republic. Now you can argue that. Václav Havel is not a ruling head of state or government official. He's not in office. Mm. So therefore, according to protocol, they're not obliged to do anything. Whereas Kim Jong-il was the, you know, de facto, whatever he was, president, glorious leader. Uh, But beneath that, of course, is the real reason. And the real reason is several. Havel, of course, um, opposed the communists. He opposed the influence of Russia because the common turn and communist sort of hold on Eastern Europe was an extension of the power of Russia. Mm-hmm. Call it Soviet Union, call it World Communist Movement, call it, call it what you want. It was Russia. Mm-hmm. So he has always opposed that. And I think Havel was hoping that Russia would have an, uh, you know, would evolve in the same way that say, Czech Republic has evolved into more of a liberal democratic mm-hmm. state, uh, which it hasn't under Mr. Putin. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Germany, some, and, and Havel in 2003 won an award, I can't remember the name of the award, as being a role model for someone who fights for human rights and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And this was a German award that was established after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, interesting. So it's like a Nobel Prize, if you want, but for that specific, you know, people who defend human rights. Mm-hmm. And German, that German committee decided to give the award in 2005, two years after Havel got his, to jointly to Angela Merkel and uh, Vladimir Putin. Mm. And of course, they do it for purely cynical <laughs> geopolitical reasons, because they're dependent on Russian oil and natural gas, and they hope that if they're nice to Putin, he'll be nice back at them, basically. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he has nothing to do with protecting freedoms, freedom of speech, and all the rest of it, is, is kind of wiped off the slate. Havel said, if you give Putin the award, I'm giving mine back. Mm. So obviously, Vladimir Putin didn't like that <laughs> gesture on the part of Havel. Not to mention the fact that Havel uh, took the side of Georgia in the war between Russia and Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, but at any rate, the commentator in Ekamaskvi was quite cynical in saying that it says something about the values of our government when they, uh, I can't remember what, you know, Kim Jong-il is a good guy and Havel is a bad guy mm-hmm. to our government. Mm-hmm. So it's at least refreshing to hear that there are some voices in Russia that are, free, you know, not afraid to express their yeah, own views, yeah. which, so we should never confuse Russia with even China mm-hmm. when it comes to freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. A lot of these views are not popular in Russia, but you are allowed to say them. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing, you know, more. Uh, sort of demonstrations of, of some dissatisfaction with with Putin's rule. So it's not it's not at all like like China. In China, mm-hmm. you know, it's more like it it was in the old days. Insofar as criticizing the government, you can say many things privately, but mm-hmm. publicly you can't. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, this is um, it's, it's it's interesting. <clears throat> I mean, uh, Havel was seventy five. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. Kim Jong Il was, I believe, seventy or seventy one. Yeah, sixty nine, seven, sixty eight to seventy. And there are people. There are all kinds of conspiracy theories. <laughs> there will continue to be. Well, I exactly. Think. There's one guy in Japan who wrote a book saying that Kim Jong Il was actually assassinated some years ago, and that this is a dummy. Okay, that's one. Uh, there is the feeling that uh, that there is dissension within the ranks. Mm-hmm. That uh, because Kim Jong Il was made, you know, whatever, a marshal in the army without ever ever having served in the army, that that annoyed some members of the army. The fact that Kim Jong Il was prepared to do a deal with the states in order to receive shipments of grain mm-hmm. in exchange for stopping their nuclear program, that that annoyed some other section of the army, and that there are dissensions. And of course, there are always factions. Yeah, always. So. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? You're more familiar with the whole Korean scene than I am. <laughs> yeah, well, even then, I mean, even to people who know a lot about it, North Korea is so elusive. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult to find any substantive information to really right. learn more about it. And and I've you know had the privilege of talking to a lot of professors right. who you know study Korean history and Korean politics and have spent a good portion of their life on this and even to them there's there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to to really having insight into North Korea right well you know it's interesting I, I read in the paper that the children are taken from their parents and brainwashed mm-hmm. from the age of like two uh, I mean that is tremendously powerful mm-hmm. uh, and so they probably did think that Kim Jong-il was like their father they're told that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know from listening to Echa Moskvi that when Stalin died, mm-hmm. despite, you know, perhaps one in ten Russians were either killed or imprisoned by him, uh, uh, you know, and, I mean, massive famine and farming areas all caused by this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, out and out, just eliminating people, like <laughs> shooting them, you know, having them shot. Right. And yet, when he died, everyone thought they'd lost, like, their, you know, a family member. Mm-hmm. Because because the power of indoctrination is so great, mm-hmm. so maybe those people sincerely feel they lost, like in a sense, somebody more important than their father. Right, right, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's interesting, and I think uh, one thing that, in a way, sets it apart too is that in the time of Stalin, something like the internet was not even conceived. Barely, right, right. So no, no, to, to compare long it, before the internet. Exactly. Yeah. And so and so looking at it from that perspective, it's so interesting to see that some seventy years later, uh, that in a world where now we're so connected with each other that right. you know, we're talking here and people are listening to us in countries all over the world, that North Koreans can basically have no they're not allowed to have access to anything outside. No. Everything is totally restricted. No. And if they're lucky, then they get smuggled radios so that they can hear South Korean radio stations. But and that's it. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, you can't blame individual Koreans who mm. are conditioned by this regime. And and perhaps many of them sincerely, I have no idea of the mentality, you mm-hmm. know, sincerely uh, are grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably some are not. Uh, we don't know. But to create a regime like that, where a small group of people, so thoroughly control the lives, the calorific intake, the mm-hmm. thought processes, everything of other people. What right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, to me, that, whatever else you say about democracy, it's corrupt, it's, 
you know, people, you know, money talks and uh, they're, all the politicians are the same and they're all, you know, self-seeking, uh, you know, uh, people who never fulfill their promise. You can say all of these things, mm -hmm. but at least you have the means to, to change it if you want. You can go run yourself. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's as, as Churchill once said, it's, it's a terrible system, but it's, it's the best system we got. <laughs> it's a terrible system because if you have a system where a small group of people and the temptation is always there, well, you know, uh, dem democracy is so wasteful. What we need is a, you know, a really good dictator, you know, someone who's, who will always do the right thing and, and that'll just be so much more efficient and, and you know, and, and Hitler got everybody working again. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. There is a X percent chance that the dictator will be a genius, a fair, always make the right decision and everybody will live ha happily ever after. Mm -hmm. But the chances are very low. It's far more likely mm -hmm. that we'll end up with variations of Hitler, yeah, Stalin, exactly, yeah. uh, Kim Jong-il, and you name it. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you allow a small, small group of people to basically control the fate of so many people, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's evil. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, they have, the, uh, they have nuclear weapons. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, that, you know, in, in closing, that's what's interesting, too, is a guy like Kim Jong-il basically him and his you know little crew they yeah. they took control they right. made the decision that they wanted control of this right and they whatever means it cost they did it yeah but at the same time a guy like Havel yeah is the opposite where he in fact attracts the respect of people he earns that respect right he allows people the decision to say i like you i dislike you but in doing that and in being just and in being fair from a completely different ideology he has excelled so much further. Well, he has more. He's more certainly gained much, much more respect. By the way, I understand that uh, Kim. What's the first guy's name? Kim. Kim Il Sung. Kim Il Sung, is still the leader. They it like it's it's like it's not like it's not it's it's beyond the kingdom there. Yeah. It's like it's like a new theology. Mm -hmm. Like he still rules from mm -hmm. the grave. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> Not only is it a family monopoly, yeah. but the old man is still ruling from the grave. That's mm -hmm. the kind of <laughs> system they got there. Anyway, yeah. One day. So I guess we'll uh, we we'll won't be visiting there, there soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for, for listening, listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. -bye.